Welcome to our weekly matchup gridiron podcast for week four. I'm your host, Huck Breeze, joined as always by Scott Shedick. Scott, how are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm sure you've heard the news that the Steelers and Titans game has been postponed due to multiple positive COVID tests. I'm sure you didn't take that news well. So... I have a few questions for you to start start today's podcast out. So how do you think this was handled by the league, first of all? Well, as I was recorded saying earlier on in the season, during the preseason, in fact, that they were not conducting tests correctly. So I'm wondering who actually did them correctly on Monday because the whole factual part about them having a 14-day incubation period – while they had it means they would have contracted about 10 to 14 days earlier than before testing positive, which means they could have been uh, contagious to all other people during the game. And so even like people during the Minnesota game could, could be uh, in the incubation period right now. So I think it's yet to be seen how it's been handled because I think there's more to the storyline because that, like I said, that incubation period is about 10 to 14 days. So this could be going into the next, into next week's game as well. And we just we're not we don't know about that yet. So I think the whole picture about how they've handled it yet isn't uh, fully uh, isn't fully taken place yet. But I do agree as much as I hate hearing that they're moving the game. I, I do agree they probably they probably should. That's the first step. Um, so we'll see. It's just the the reality of the situation. I really wish they that they would do an investigation into who has it and where they got it from, because they said specifically that they will leave that up to the team and Vrabel specifically said that they're not going to do that. They're just like, Oh no, well, it just happened. But thing is, if they would have gotten at the facility, then a lot more players would have it. So obviously somebody, a group of guys went somewhere they shouldn't have fucking been. So. Right. And it leaves it. The first question that came to my head was we prepared in the off season for individual people getting COVID-19 and giving ourselves extra spots, giving ourselves uh, extra bench spots, giving ourselves an IR spot. And then when I see this, you know, you don't really prepare for a whole team just being like, okay, we're just not going to play this week. Uh, you know, so will there ever be a situation where, let's just say one player, even if it's a star player, will get COVID-19 and then you, you bring in somebody else to replace them and you play, or is this disease so contagious? I mean, we've almost had it for, you know, a full year now. Is this disease so contagious that there is no such thing as one person getting COVID-19 playing in a game and then not spreading it to everybody else. I mean, we'll have to see the Texans uh, and Minnesota Vikings game. You know, the Vikings played the Titans last week. So far, I mean, we're in the dark here. We have no idea, but they have no positive tests. 
So it's just very confusing how all this happened. Was it, you know, a team meal? Did they go out together? Like what happened uh, to make this breakout happen? Um, but as far as fantasy is concerned, how does this particular game, the Titans Steelers, how does this affect your day-to-day as far as fantasy? Well, I mean, this is part of what I try to look at, especially or especially in the draft. Now, with all my moves, my team has changed a little bit, obviously. But originally, what I was trying to do was just not put all my eggs in the same basket. Because say this happened to the San Francisco 49ers a week or two to, to Clay. Like, it's – I mean, it's detrimental. He's, he's, he's done, basically. It, it's, and some people have, you know, a lot of stacks, even tripods or, or more. So you do have to be careful about those situations. I will say, I mean, for the Steelers and Titans now, their bye week is over. There's that. That's a positive. Mm-hmm. For, for, for fantasy-wise, as a football team, it fucking blows. Now, if you're going into the fucking playoffs, you're going, what, playing 18, 20 fucking weeks in, this, in a row while all the motherfuckers are getting fucking uh, breaks in week 10, week 11, taking a fucking breather, and you got to play those assholes in the fucking playoffs, first and second round? Are you fucking kidding me? No, that shit blows. But for your fantasy-wise, be very fucking positive. Yeah, it it worries me for later on in the season because if you see one, the precedent's there that you'll see another. And, I mean, you look at what Walton did. I mean, did you see the trade that just happened prior to us getting on this podcast? No, I haven't seen it. Is it still pending? No, I put it through. So what it is is it's yes. Roethlisberger and Connor uh, basically for Stafford and Galladay. With uh, you know some uh, some others just oh oh because he just got the Roethlisberger but he can't play this week and neither can Connor. So what or... he's pretty much doing is saying because he has Tannehill also. Yeah. So what what he's doing is saying, I'm giving up. I wave the white flag this week, and if you he's get... taking his bye week. Man, I right. wish I got Danny's bye week. Fuck that. this fucking bullshit. Well. I... <laughs> I guess I know who my lock is now. Yeah, so, I mean, but and we'll talk about that later, but what I'm saying is, do you, with these players, what once bye weeks are expired, once we get into week 10, 11, and something like this happens, yeah. you lose a whole week, because they're not going to, we're not going to extend the championship to week 18. We're not going to extend... We're not changing our fantasy schedule. That's not going to happen. Well, you you wait, hold your breath on that because the NFL might change their schedule. The NFL, you said about moving the game to week eight. It's not that simple because it is simple. Titans already have an opponent week eight. Right. So they're going to take in there. It, it's a very it's a it's much simpler than I thought it would be because the Ravens and the Steelers both have the same bye and they play each other in week seven. So you can take that game and move it to week eight. And have both their buys be in week seven now. The buy so, and what was week four then for the Steelers? That's their buy. Oh, I'm sorry. So no, no, no. So the buy will be this week for both these teams. Then they'll play in week seven, which was supposed to be the Titans' buy. Mm-hmm. The Steelers will take and play the Ravens in week eight. So, which was supposed to be their buy? What about the Titans' opponent? When do they when do they play them? Because they they were supposed to they were supposed to play somebody in week eight. The Titans no the Titans still play the week eight how, how they're supposed to. 
They're just moving their buy from week seven to week four. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are moving their eight to four. So basically the Steelers just get fucked because the Titans are a bunch of fucking cunts and got COVID. I mean, it, it's yet to be seen how they, they contracted COVID-19. But, uh, but yeah, I mean. Fucking it, strippers with COVID-filled fucking pussies in their goddamn faces. Oh, they fucking got it. I mean, it could be that you, you, you may be on something there. It's something maybe you can do a deeper dive. Uh, but what I've represented with today is certain people in our league have come to me and said, Hey, this is not fair. Well, today is something new that I've never seen in fantasy ever. Uh, yeah. I mean, now a team, I think Miami had a hurricane last year, or maybe it was the year before, if my memory serves me right, and their game was postponed. Uh, they didn't get to play it that week, or maybe they had played on Saturday. I, I can't remember, but they didn't get to play. So it, it does happen from time to time. Um, but I don't know how to respond to this. I don't know how to – people want to take these people who are on the Titans and Steelers – and put them on the IR spot. That's not going to work. If I if I had somebody that was already injured for a week or two, and then they got this, then I might have, you know, and just let them sit out for like if if Deontay Johnson's injury was a little bit longer, then I I thought about it. Well, I mean, you could always put players who are injured who have yeah the out designation, meaning they are definitely not going to play this week. Not because their team's not going to play, but because they are injured and their team has announced they're not playing. Yeah. You yeah. can't go back on that. Once you say somebody's out for the week, they'll definitely not play. You're not like, oh, surprise. Uh, those people can be put in the IR spot. If your whole team is not playing due to some force of nature, you cannot be put in the IR spot. You just, you kind of, it sucks. It really does suck. Now, did we – is it fair? No. But is fantasy football fair sometimes or all the time? No, it's not. We didn't plan for certain teams to get COVID and certain teams to not get COVID. Uh, so really, honestly, uh, you know, the the big thing that really comes out of this is we're playing on the fly. I'm being commissioner on the fly. The NFL is doing things on the fly and we have to adapt. So, uh, you know, I know there's been talk of asterisks and this season is not, you know, going to be, is not going to count the same. Everybody's playing by the same set of rules here. Uh, You never know what's going to happen in week six, week seven, week eight. I mean, hell, you know, people are joking. Well, if this was the chiefs, you wouldn't be so, you wouldn't be so uh, happy about it. You wouldn't be so laissez-faire about it. If it was the chiefs, I would be very upset, but it's not the Chiefs. And it may be the Chiefs in two weeks. So we don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's a rough situation for all of us, everybody that has Steelers and everybody that has Titans. Um, and it's, it's a rough situation for people like Danny, who just said, hey, I'm just going to, you know, in a league where every single win is so super important, he punted. You know, I don't. I could count on on two hands probably the amount of times people have punted uh, in our fantasy league over over a seventeen year span. So it's not when I say punt, I mean 
like I'm not going to win this week. I'm going to sacrifice this week for the better of, of other weeks. You know, it just doesn't happen very often. But uh, we'll, just, we'll just have to see how that turns out, and we'll, we'll have to see how it affects. But, uh, but again, we're all playing by the same set of rules here. So let's keep it moving here to the next topic. Uh, okay, so we're four weeks in, and the draft is firmly in the rearview mirror. Okay, we've had about almost two months now. Uh, so give me a non-QB that you wish you would have drafted. And also give me somebody on your team that you really regret. And this is based on not only on their current production, but also on the rest of your outlook. I'll give you two I wish I would have drafted. Both of them wide receivers being uh, Stefan Diggs and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, I knew DeAndre Hopkins would be pretty good. I didn't think DeAndre, Stefan Diggs would be as hot in Buffalo, and uh, Josh, uh, Josh Allen's just killing it, so... He's he's been really really hot. I wish I would have drafted them. And I mean, obviously, I think I think my one of my biggest regrets is Michael Hardman. So I think it's uh, it's not not easy to say, but it's but it's very obvious. So. Really, your 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 biggest regret is is Michael Hardman. Yeah, it's like he was pretty high up there. I could could have gotten a lot of other guys, and I mean, he's useless to me now. So yeah, out of out of out of draft value and where I took him and what I needed out of him, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's understandable. All right. Um, my person that I wish dra- that I wish I drafted this non QB is going to be Alan Lazard. Uh, he was pretty high up on my list on people that might have a pretty good breakout season. And this is him as a number two receiver, number two option for the Packers. Um, I thought that he would get a lot of attention, and I thought that even – I saw enough out of uh, Valdez Scantling uh, that I said, you know, that guy just he, – he's not a very good route runner. He doesn't get a lot of separation, and Lazard can be a kind of guy that could show up. Um, if you remember correctly, there were days where Michael Thomas was a number two receiver, uh, where he came out and he was just not the guy. He was a young – budding guy that, you know, maybe a wide receiver three, wide receiver four, uh, back about three or four years ago. Um, I believe those were the Marquez Colson days and, and whatever. Um, and obviously now he is the best receiver in the NFL. I, I saw a lot of Michael Thomas and, and Alan Lazard, and, uh, you know, I let him go all the way to the 18th round. That's where Cause got him. So, so congrats on him, and I, I really wish I could have gotten him. People on my team currently that I wish I wouldn't have drafted would probably at this moment and the outlook for the rest of the season, uh, just of what we've seen, and that's Cam Akers. And, and not because I don't think Cam Akers will be good. I do, and I do think he's going to be the guy in LA. I just think I may have gotten him a year early. Uh, Cam Akers, when he's uh, sharing that backfield, uh, he's going to be sharing it with DJ uh, or Daryl Henderson. Even when he returns, Daryl Henderson has taken that spot and really ran with it. I loved what I saw out of him last week against the Bills. Uh, He really hit the holes hard and uh, showed some burst. And that's something we didn't see out of Daryl Henderson last year. I mean, really, honestly, like, you know, there are certain people who just 
really hit it and go and gets that second burst through the hole and, and Daryl Henderson looked good. So it really kind of sucks uh, that, you know, I dropped him as my running back too. And I've used him one week and right now he's sitting as my running back four. And there have been times where I've gotten close to dropping him. Uh, and I think what he was my fifth, sixth pick, he was my fifth pick. So uh, I, I do regret getting cam acres, but you know, you, you live, you learn. And uh, I'm still in a position to, Keep winning, so so we move on. We move on. We move on to the exciting part, the most exciting part of the podcast, and that is the week four matchups. Are you are you ready? Are you prepared for the week four matchups? I've been looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Me too. But before we do, are you drinking anything? Yeah, I'm having a little uh, Bombay Sapphire and juice, like a little little gin and juice. Ooh, what kind of juice? It's a uh, mango orange peach blend. Wow. Okay, that's good. I'm trying well, a new happened? thing. I'm trying a new thing, and we'll see if it gives me luck. You know, I've been really playing around with luck this year. I think a lot of my three and record has to do with uh, my habits throughout the week. One of them being the kudos for karma on the Tuesday podcast. I think I've, I've been enjoying that a lot. By the yeah. way, You're the, the quarterback Tuesdays or Wednesdays have been right. uh, very very nice to listen to. Yeah, you know, and you say nice things about other teams, maybe uh, good things will happen to you. And, and so thus far, you know, I have, I've had a pretty successful year. You know, I'd call it a success. So uh, that, I've been sitting on the same spot on the couch, uh, wearing the same T-shirt, as you can see here, the, uh, the one that Clay made me, the three times champ uh, Sex Raptor shirt. I know you all have one. Um, and... Uh, you know, today I am trying something new to maybe boost my luck in, in gambling. Um, not that it's been bad, but just give it a shot. And I'm going with a coconut rum and Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew. Oh, nice. Yeah, we've got to watch watch the cows. Yeah, and it actually is really good. It is, it's actually really excellent. Um, but anyway, all right, now that we've got that off, off the plate, let's get into these matches. We'll start with Dad. Versus Camacho, what do you think? I unfortunately, I think this is one of the more lopsided uh, uh, matchups. There's a lot of close matchups this week. I don't think this is one of them. Unfortunately, if Camacho has any chance, it's going to be Josh Allen uh, scoring another fifty burger for him because Carson Wentz looks terrible, and at San Francisco is not going to be any better. Aaron Rodgers has been on fire. I think. Uh, I think Joe Burrow is finally going to try to get that uh, get that win and probably throw up to sixty times again. Who knows? Um, as far as their wide receivers go, DK Metcalf, McLaurin, CeeDee Lamb are all so uh, so hit or miss, and it's so much more miss than hit. Uh, as opposed to Odell Beckham Jr. and Michael Gallup, and AJ Green will get a couple catches, but you really need to get rid of them, Dad. Uh, and then Alvin Kamara and, and Jonathan Taylor for Dad have been amazing. So I think that's one of the biggest strong points along with Aaron Rodgers. So it's really hard to, to bat against that, bet against that when you're looking at Hill and Wilson Jr. What? And I understand Camacho's going through uh, injury woes, and I'm sorry, man, but this just isn't looking good right now. Then you got Hooper and Hawkinson. I think Hooper's a very droppable uh tight end so is your kicker brad so it's amazing that you have such a great team while still having such glaring holes according to me because your 
defense is not very good either. They're, they have some decent weeks, yes, but there's a few eggs in there too. So that's always uh, something scary to look at. But Camacho's defense is only solid, and they're not going to uh, win him this game. So, Dad, I don't usually do this, but is my lock of the week on our first matchup breakdown. Okay. All right. You're going to lock the first person you see. I know it wasn't, it wasn't, I don't usually do that, but it's just how it's lined up. And uh, the rest of the games I had being much closer before uh, Notorious punted. Yeah. So I'm not going to use that as my lock as the obvious one. Okay. Uh, and that's fair enough. By the way, I'm on a two lock streak. Um, right, here. I'm, two, I'm two and one. I lost last week. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah who'd you, really, who'd you really lock last him. week? Oh, was it? I Hedeman? lost Hedeman because I thought he'd win his first game. I really did. Yep, yep, yep. Understandable. Uh, as far as this one's concerned, you know, Chase came out and said just moments ago in the in the in the chat, he said, you know, I, everybody's over there enjoying their splash trades while I sit back and I'm just you know hating on my running backs and whatever. You have the same opportunity to go and trade with all these people. And and adjust your team. You are one and two and trending downwards. I mean, you are a stock that is falling. Those running backs, you have five running backs that are projected under nine. Uh, not one of them starts. I mean, that's not good. Okay, you got Edmonds behind uh, be, behind Drake. You've got Swift behind Carryon Johnson. You got Dobbins behind Ingram. You've got Jeff Wilson behind McKinnon. You've got Brian Hill behind Gurley. Like, what are you doing? You'd have Why? to trade one of the wide receivers to somebody that, that could stack it with their quarterback or something to get, like, to add value and try to get a running back. In the Tuesday, yeah, do something. In the, very in doable. The, here's very the thing. Doable. In the Tuesday quarterback, I came out and I said straight up, Josh Allen is on pace to break the single-season fantasy football points record. He's having a spectacular year. Do you know what kind of king's ransom you could get for Josh Allen right now? And he should. Because he should sell high because Buffalo, Buffalo teams never last. I, I just – when people talk about – you know, it's – the people that are doing most of the trading right now are the Johns, the Maxes, uh, the, the bottom Bob. tiers of the world, the, the one and twos, the O oh and threes. And Chase is staying dormant. So it's fine, but I'm just going to say, it's fine to say, okay, I believe in my guys and they're going to come out and you can do whatever. But don't say y'all are all, you know, making all these moves while you sit here with five backup running backs that are just, it's just miserable. We're going to pick against you every single week. Uh, but I will say nice things about Brad's team. Joe Burrow is facing Jacksonville, and Joe Burrow on on quantity alone is going to put up points every single week. Yeah. He looked he looked great last week, um, and so he's going to hit it. I, one of these weeks, AJ Green is going to catch two touchdowns, have forty yards for two touchdowns, and it's going to yeah. raise every. You know, I know you hate on AJ Green. I've hated on AJ Green. It, it's the weeks, longer it goes on, the more pain, and it's just it, it's just going to wear and tear even more. I feel like the longer it is, the, the closer it is to the end. I know, but every week they're going to truck him out there. He doesn't look like the old AJ Green, but every week they're going to truck him out there. out there on a, on a, on a stretcher. <laughs> but just by quantity alone, he's going to get out there and get a touchdown. 
Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers Monday night, uh, you know, we saw the, what he did in the lights last week. Uh, this is his this is second Monday night in a row, correct? Uh, or is that Sunday? No, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. So he's he's playing the lights uh, and, you know, he, that's not somebody I want to face on Monday night. Uh, Kamara against Detroit. Kamara's having the season he had in 2018 when he was on my championship yeah. team. Just amazing. Uh, Taylor against Chicago. Chicago sees not what it used to, but again, volume. Taylor is the guy. We've seen Naheem Hines absolutely disappear uh, the fat past few weeks, and so he's going to get his work. Um, on the other end, San Francisco's D, even though they've had some injuries, is not easy, and Wentz has not played well. So yeah. to see if Wentz is going to come out and score some points, uh, you know, maybe this gives Camacho a chance. I just don't see it. Uh, Metcalf against Miami, he's that's great. That's a great matchup, great spot. I love it. But we're talking about your number one right receiver and nobody else. A, a decent defense. Um, you know, he drafted uh, Danny Trevathan uh, as his first defensive guy overall. Danny Trevathan has l- like 10 points on the year and is sitting in free agents. It's just one of those years where he just I, I, just didn't have the strategy together. Uh, I'm going to pick Brad in this one, and it, it's nothing personal against Chase. It's just, you know, this is just how the year has gone. So uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's nothing personal. It's just he, he needs he does need to make some moves. And uh, I, I think I think trading some of like one of his wide receivers and like a back running back one of the back running backs for a solid RB one would be the best way to go. Um, and there's some teams that we'll talk about later in the podcast that would be uh, ideal for the, that trade. So Yeah. I mean, listen, in the time that he's grabbed Hill and Wilson I grabbed Davis, flipped him. You know, I there's running backs out there. There's things happening. McKinnon got picked up. Uh, it, so you just you just got to be on your toes. Anyway, let's keep it moving here. Uh, let's go to uh, wow, wow, wow. Ulysses S. Grant versus Unicycle Polar Bears. What do you got? And see, this is a, a, game, a game that I think is going to be very close going along with uh, probably the theme for a lot of these matchups this week. Their quarterback matchups, I think Deshaun Watson uh, versus Minnesota, I think you know both teams are back up against the wall and need to need to get a win. So they're going to be throwing lights out. Kirk Cousins, but it's going to be, I mean, that's really his whole week right there for his quarterbacks because it's Watson and Cousins. So he better hope that's a shootout because if, if not, he's fucked. Mm-hmm. Granted, uh, Ulysses says Grant is starting Darnold. So... Uh, you better hope that Brady can score enough points to cover for Darnold, basically. Going into their wide receivers, I think Stefan Diggs is, like I said, is really hot right now. I think they're going to kill uh, Las Vegas. I think uh, Jefferson Williams, a little hit or miss, but they, they usually show up. But Allen Robinson, Cooper Cup, and Adam Thielen – I think I think uh, Ulysses, uh, Ulysses Grant has the edge a little bit on wide receivers right there. I'm not a huge fan of his uh, running backs and David Johnson, Joe Mixon, just because I think Watson's going to carry the team instead of giving it to, Mick, uh, to Johnson. Mixon, I'm just his numbers haven't been very good. Versus Dalvin Cook and Jerick McKinnon, who I think have really big weeks. Then you got Kelsey and Higby. I think New England's defense they do well. They usually take away what you want to do. And that's going to be the deep ball. So Kelsey might be open underneath, 
but so will Hill Higby versus Giants defense, who isn't very good. You got two great uh, great kickers here. Expect, expect both Greg Leg and Zerline uh, uh, to put up points if Zerline was playing in 2018. He's not. He's really a bad kicker. You should get rid of him, Ulysses Grant, because Tucker's going to put up a lot of points to you, and you're going to lose points in this game due to that. Going into their defense, Warner, Queen, Diggs, all very solid. Even Jenkins can make a splash play here and there in Alexander versus Murray, Jerry McKinney, and Lissa Grant, who's all droppable. So I think Unicycle Polar Bears pulls away and this one wins. Okay, yeah, that's that's uh, fair enough. This is probably uh, one of the closest, if not the closest match of the week uh, in my eyes. And, I mean, both have some really positive things going for their team this week. And, I, I, you know, I'll give Max kudos. I don't think five days ago I would have said that. I don't think, as of week three, I would have said that. I would have said, you know, Cameron takes this one or walk. Uh, let me talk about Max's team. I like Darnold tonight. I think he throws three touchdowns. That's that's my prediction, is he throws three touchdowns against Denver. I really like, uh, you know, I, I on the Tuesday uh, quarterback, I talked about Darnold and how he's, you know, not a terrible quarterback. I think he does good. I think Brady, on the other hand, Vegas knows something that we don't. The 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 total uh, on on the game against the Chargers on Sunday is very low. It's at forty three. Like just in comparison, the total for uh, the game tonight, Denver versus Jets, where everybody says a shit show, is forty one and a half. So I'm, I, like I said, I don't. I, Vegas may know something that we don't. The, there. the Chargers defense is very good. It and is, especially pass defense. Yeah, they could they have a great defensive line. If Brady tries to come out and throw all the time, he's gonna get he's gonna get a shit rocked. Right. So. Um, Allen Robinson's probably the most underrated receiver. He needs to get paid by Chicago. Uh, on a, as a side note, but but he he is gonna come out. He is gonna score points. He's gonna get targets. Uh, Max put together three good receivers. Okay, I, I like these three receivers. Uh, they they all you know can threaten twenty points. They all can get you double digits on a weekly basis. Um, that being said, and also Johnson, Mixon, Kelsey. I mean, Max's team looks very solid from top to bottom. Uh, on the other side, Watson against Cousins. You know, I've never ever ever been a fan of having both my quarterbacks playing the same game, throwing all the eggs into one basket. You never know what's going to happen. You never if the game flow is slow for one side. The game flows slow for the other side. Um, yeah. Both these teams have underperformed. Uh, you may see some groundwork uh, from from both these guys. I know the Texans rank in the bottom of run defense uh, in the NFL, I think 28th. And uh, Dalvin Cook is going to eat against them. So, you know, it's, it's not uh, something that is, is really favorable for Max. I really think that, uh, but but it's not really favorable for for Cousins either. So you know, it kind of hurts them both. Um, I think that Jared McKinnon also eats against Philadelphia. I think he has a really great day. Um, the only thing is, Cameron has a tripod, a Minnesota Vikings tripod. I just don't think they perform enough to beat Max's team this week. I think Mixon has a good week. I think Kelsey has a good week. I could see Max scoring somewhere between 180 and 200 this week and getting his first win. So I'm going to go ahead and take Max. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, all right. Let's keep it going. 
All right, we've got people buying into the throwbacks, but we'll keep with their current names. Disco Lemonade versus The Maestro. What do you think? Shab Nason versus Rosetta Stoned. I mean, it's so hard to bet against The mm -hmm. Maestro in this. Uh, Russell Wilson has just been lights out. I think there's no way he's going to let his team lose to Ryan Fitzpatrick because he knows Ryan Fitzpatrick can put up some points and he knows his defense isn't very good. So Wilson will continue to do what he's doing because mm -hmm. uh, he wants to cook. Uh, so that's, I think between that and Mayfield, who's also going to uh, try to uh, have a shootout with Dallas probably who has a terrible defense versus Kyler Murray and uh, Gardner Minshew who are, I mean, they hold their weight. Sure. But I think they're going to get outgunned in this one. Moving on to Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, who's having a great year, and Devontae Parker, who's still playing solid, versus Tyreek Hill, who I think New England is going to take away in that game, basically, and Robert Woods, who might be a savior. I see that Shab Nation has a couple players not in his starting lineup because he's just going to not reuse the moves, okay? Uh I think okay. he's still deciding. I think he's still deciding. I think he will. I think he will. Honestly, uh, I mean, I don't think there's much point. I think the Maestro's team is still pretty solid all around. Aaron Jones playing Monday night. Uh, Carson, he's probably not going to play. you will probably have to start uh, Peterson or Gibson or something. Uh, but still, Henry will have a good night. Er Ertz might be locked up in San Francisco because they do have pretty good linebackers. Then Michael Gensel is a solid defense compared compared to Shop Nation. So I, I got to go with Rosetta Stone. So, I mean, he's on, he's on a run. I don't see it stopping this week. Okay, fair enough. Just a little note to put in. Uh, in between talking about Shop Nation and Rosetta Stone, uh, this this week, uh, Schefter just tweeted out that Packers wide receiver Alan Lazard underwent core muscle surgery. This weekend is out indefinitely. So, what I talked about, wishing that I had Alan Lazard, forget all that. I do not wish I had Alan Lazard. I'm glad I didn't pick that guy. Thank God, I dodged a bullet there. Um, anyway, let's That's get sad. in. That's that is sad because it was, he's, he had he was having a great year and uh, yeah. I'm sure this looks good for somebody that has MBS. Anyway, let's uh, get into this matchup. I'm going to tell you why I'm taking Shab Nation over Rosetta Stone this week. I think uh, he gets handed his first loss. Um, Minchu is going to go off. Okay, he had a bad week last week. This game's a shootout. Whatever this game is, throw it in the over. Uh, Minshew's going to get three, maybe four touchdowns. Hill's going to have a great week against New England at home. They just look unstoppable, and uh, and and Hill's going to uh, not be concentrated as much that that middle game that they got killed on last week. So Hill's going to beat them up top, maybe for two touchdowns. Um, I recommend that you get as many pieces of that Jacksonville Cincinnati game who has shown that neither of them can play defense at all. Uh, so I, I would put T Higgins in at that third spot. If he does, I think he has a great game having a Monday night running backs, always good. And somebody like Gurley, who's high profile, 
uh, could get you a couple on the ground. Uh, it's not good that he lost Derrick Henry. He was his number two pick. Derrick Henry is probably a, a really uh, strong piece to his offense. So, you know, that's never good. But Zach Ertz, I mean, they might as well be the Philadelphia Zach Ertzes because they have no one else to throw to. Uh, we learned today that that uh, Ward, the second, is the only receiver practicing for the Philadelphia Eagles. So Ertz is going to get his work. And if I'm the San Francisco defense, yes, I'm keying in on Ertz. And if I'm Carson Wentz, yes, I'm throwing it to Ertz. That's just the game. You know, how many balls can we get to Ertz? He may see 15 targets. We don't know. On the other side, Chris Carson's going to play. They have three running backs they like to play. They like to play Homer. They like to play Hyde. They like to play Carson. Carson's got a, good, a lot of good work. But if he's not 100%, he may be out there just to see five to 10 carries, maybe a couple catches. He won't reach the 13.66 mark that he's scheduled to get right now, even against a juicy spot like Miami. Russell Wilson is not going to play the way that he has in the past. I know it's crazy. It's a trap game, though. I, I think Miami will be 13, 14 point underdogs in this week or in this game, and Russell Wilson will not meet, meet that. Now, do I think Seattle's going to lose? No, but I think they win by about a touchdown. Uh, Baker Mayfield going against Dallas, they're going to want to control the clock. When you control the clock, the quarterback does not get the ball in his hands as much. Not saying Baker won't score points, but he, uh, he, he won't be shooting it out like you think. So, just by default, I know it's a stretch. Uh, he's down by 25 points, but I'm taking Shop Nation to beat Rosetta Stone this week. I, I like it. I like yeah. It. Yeah. I mean, hey, me and you are first in Pick'em, so I think we know. Yeah, so, yeah I like I like. We know what we're talking about here. We know what we're talking about. All right. But it, this, could be a diff- this could really be a, a nice, like, uh, differing week right now because we're tied, so. Yeah. Yeah, it could. It could. All right. Let's keep it rolling here. We've got Eternal Touchdown against Suck My Vic. What do you think? Yeah, I think this is another really close matchup. Like, I think a lot of these matchups are going to come down to, like, whether a few players blow up or not. And I, I think both of these teams have a, a lot of potential. And it just, you know, anybody could put up a, a good 30, 40, 50 points at any point. Even, you know, because Ryan Fitzpatrick could could put up a burger at any time. Uh, I think Daniel Jones might have a little trouble at, at the Rams. Versus Dak, Dak Prescott, I think he knows, like I said, his back's against the wall. He has to put up points. He's, he's probably going to be trying to do that versus Cleveland, who has a very good front seven and not a great deep, uh, defensive backfield. Mm-hmm. Then you got Cam Newton, who is probably going to be trying to run the ball a lot himself, control the clock versus Kansas City, keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands and doing a lot of it himself like he has been. So. I think Suck My Vic wins, wins a QB battle there's, uh, right there. Then you got uh, Mike Evans and, and Julian Edelman, who both have been having pretty big weeks, who could continue to have those, uh, as well as DJ Chark, like you're saying, uh, might be in a shootout. For, uh, I mean, have a big day with Minshew versus Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Julio Jones has been nothing but a decoy this year. It's it's sad. He's a bit of a shell. They're saying he's going to play, but I assume he's going to continue his first, same role as a decoy. Will Fuller's been a little bit quiet. He might wake up during his Minnesota game, put up some points. And Nikhil Harry, I mean, I'm really surprised he's on a starting roster. So 
Uh, Josh Jacobs and Leonard Fournette for uh, Suck My Vic, though. Still pretty start, a, a pretty strong start for both of them. Josh Jacobs, Beast, Fournette, I, I think could still really uh, hawk a lot of those goal line carries, and he's still getting a lot of other looks in general. Henderson's, like you said earlier, is no joke. He's running really well and hitting, hitting the hole hard. But Drake has really looked like our RB3, if anything. So his projection of 15 points is very uh, gratuitous. Yeah. He's really he's um, really underplayed. 13, 10. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. It's fantasy really, MVP. Yeah, that's not – he's really looked – I mean, he's benchable. Um, Kittle, hopefully he's back and see how he plays the Mullins. He should, they should have an easy day versus Philadelphia. But so should Schultz. I think Schultz looked really good last game, and it could have a very big day versus Cleveland. Because like I said, Dallas is a, has their back against the wall, and that's a great stack for Sucker My Vic right there. Uh, going into their defenses here, Aaron Donald, like you said, uh, you called that last week, had a huge day versus Buffalo. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough because uh, uh, Josh Allen's just having I mean, crazy MVP-like season. You know what? Hey, uh, real quick, I want to talk about that. The Rams got screwed. Did you see that last play? I heard. I, I just heard, kept hearing. I haven't. I haven't watched the replay. I go back and watch the re- I replay. I mean, literally, story. the game was called on a pass interference call, and the they they got outplayed the whole second half. They came back like 23, 28 points, and the ball was thrown up in the end zone. The guy was touching him for five yards, and then put his hands up in the air. Flag thrown, and it's just like, oh man, you're going to call the game on that? Wow. They literally got a uh, – I talked all week on how the Rams were going to beat the Bills, and then I got screwed on the pass interference. Anyway, go on. What what yard line were they on? I think the, they were on the 20, 20, and it was a toss-up to the end zone on fourth down. That was the yeah. last play. Wow. He just tossed it. It was not like a – it was a. It was just a fade at their yeah. one-on-one, and uh, it was to a rookie, guy you never heard of. So, anyway, what can you do, though? Yeah, that's unfortunate when the game gets called by a ref, basically. I mean, I think at those situations, it's got to be pretty flagrant uh, yeah. to, to call the game on it, basically. Um, uh, but Aaron Donald did have a huge day last week. Um, oh, yeah. So he Killed it. might be up as a you know potential defensive player of the year candidate again. And the rest of his defense has actually been showing up as well. He might fill that last spot. Um, but this week, I'm going to take Suck My Vic for his first win versus Eternal Touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I like the matchups in Dak against uh, Cleveland and Cam Newton against Kansas City. We've seen Cleveland's defense be penetrable through the air. We saw it with uh, Joe Burrow. Cam Newton against Kansas City. Uh, Most of Kansas City games are high scoring, so Cam will be forced to throw and run like he always does. Um, Again, that plays well for Edelman. We talked about Chark. We talked about... uh, you know, the the big game that, that all players in that game, offensive players in that game can have. You yeah. know, it's interesting to me that Scott went out and traded for the Giants uh, running backs. That is the least productive, even with uh, Saquon. I think they have like, and I'm, I'm not even joking, I think they have like 30 rush yards out of their running backs on the year. That's terrible. Why would like, you trade seriously? So, like, so there's certain things I do now. It's like there's certain organizations I just tend to stay away from unless it's, like, an amazing production and he's, like, you know, a free agent or something. But 
to pay a price to to go into the Giants' backfield right now? What? And I got both of them. I mean, you never know what's going to happen if we if we had Saquon. If you had Saquon, maybe that's one thing. Uh, you know, but but they look bad that first week against the Steelers, and they just really haven't recovered. This week they stay a, they play a stifling run defense in uh, in the Rams, so I don't suggest he puts him him in. I think he has the right guy in as at, uh, at with Fournette. If Fournette plays right now, he's uh, he's not practicing. So uh, I think if if it does come down to it, you're going to play Murray against Detroit, and you'll get those points. Um, that defense, even missing uh, T.J. Watt, looks good. Scott's defense looks good. The defensive yeah. backs look good. The, de- the Hicks, Donald, and whoever he plays there, that looks good. I like uh, their play uh, against Clay. Clay's had some injury problems. Uh, you know, Jones is, is hit the deck. Goblins hit the deck. Um, you know, he's, he, Kittle's just coming back, but he has, uh, he has to play Danny Dimes this week, which is, uh, that's just rough. We just talked about how he could get eaten alive by Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a rough season for, for Clay. And I just think it continues, uh, on Sunday with this game, you know, it's, it's tough to see, but I'm taking suck my Vic to get his first win. Both own three teams get off the schneid and get their first win. I like it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Foop Slayer versus the Wicked End. What do you got? So I, I just want to go ahead and, and say real quick, just like I said in, in preseason after the draft and we were all ripping on John's team, I knew – I mean, he's, he's a quality manager and he knows how to wheel and deal. And he has wheeled and dealed his way into a quality team. Um. I mean, this, this this team is formidable against anybody any week. I think right now, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of good uh, good parts. Uh, even starting with Stafford, and I mean, he's starting Mullins this week. I mean, he'll have to start Haskins later or, or Bridgewater, but he's got a lot of trading power right there to make that even better. Or what other what other position he wants better? When, like I said, he already knows how to wheel and deal. So. I think that's still very startable for this week, especially since Mullins playing Philadelphia, which is terrible, and Stafford's playing New Orleans. So I think, you know, going against Breeze on the wicked end there, that'll be a big, big time game for them right there to see how that works out. I think it'll be fairly high scoring. Uh, Justin Herbert didn't have a great week this past week, uh, but he could, he could have a little bit bounce, bounce back week at Tampa. But he won't, unfortunately, because they have a lot of playmakers over there and they really want to make – they're going to have to uh, be staying toe-to-toe with their defense as well. I think they've got a lot of good pass rushers in Tampa Bay and Justin Herbert's going to have a little bit of a long day. Going into their wide receivers, you got Tyler Boyd, Hunter Renfro, and Kenny Galladay. I really love those wide receivers for Fupa Slayer. I think all of them are pretty solid and can go off at any point. Uh, not that – and we could end some wide receivers or anything to, uh, to, uh, to sneeze at because Marquise Brown, who hasn't been good yet, could wake up at Washington. I think Baltimore has a big bounce back week after their loss to Kansas City, try to reestablish uh, their dominance over a very weak Washington team who has good front seven but a ba- poor defensive backfield. So and then DeAndre Hopkins, as long as his injury isn't too bad, should have a good day versus Swiss cheese defense, Carolina and Jerry Judy at jets. I mean, may I say, I don't have to say more I mean, it's tonight. 
I think Denver is back against the ball against the wall as much as the Jets are, but the Jets' defense is really bad compared to Denver. So you come back to Fupa Slayer and his running backs, though Ezekiel Elliott and Devin Singletary. I think Zeke should have a pretty good day versus Cleveland, and like he usually does. But Nick Chubb right there. So again, this this matchup has a lot of interesting matchups just in itself. Like I said earlier, between Drew Brees and Stafford, no, Zeke and Chubb. You know, to see how their running backs kind of duel it out in game style. Mm-hmm. And then, but Robinson and for Jacksonville and Cincinnati could have a really big day too. So I think that for the wicked end could really keep us very close. John obviously obviously took your tight end uh, suggestions with Kaseki finally and picked them up and starting now since you got rid of Kelsey versus Seattle, which could have a good day. But so a no fan. So I think that'll be a wash. We could both get tight ends though. Defenses here, everybody's making solid tackles, kind of solid all around, bit of a wash. But I think Fupa Slayer pulls it out this week with a solid wide receiver show up and a running back show. So you, okay, so you talked about how John wheels and deals, and I agree, he has wheeled and deal. He's traded a lot. I think he's traded more than anybody else this season. Mm-hmm. And you talk about how great his team is. It doesn't. It's from what it was, from what it was. His team was garbage two weeks ago. His his team was the team I was hoping to play, like in week one or two. Like, oh, please give me that bye week. Now it's like, okay, that he could put up some points. No, uh, in any week when Mullins is gone, because he will be gone. He's still got Bridgewater and Haskins. He's still got quarterbacks. Sure. So then his he quarterbacks on every single week is going to be Stafford Bridgewater. Stafford can, Bridgewater, rather than Stafford Darnold, that's fine. But what he gave up was that second running back in Cook. Now he replaced that with Singletary. Singletary is not good. Singletary is bad. 8-8-14, sharing time in that backfield with not only Josh Allen, but Zach Moss. Uh, his other option is Malcolm Brown and Tony Pollard. He has running back two problems. Yeah, he's got Gasecki. We like Gasecki. Gasecki's nice, but Gasecki's not Kelsey, who he had. We said he had his wide receiver problems, so getting Boyd is nice, and Rimfo is uh, no. Rimfro no. is not a good player. Rimfro is not going to get you points. If you noticed, a lot of his players have had one good week. Galladay is going to be a consistent starter for Stafford. I like that. Yeah, it's a great stack. One good week. Singletary, one decent week. Gasecki, <laughs> one good week. Like, we're, we're, he's buying these people based on value that they have early in the season. Not the same value. I don't think his team's that much better. And I'm going to tell you why the wicked end is going to kill him this week. Drew Brees against Detroit. Drew Brees has figured something out. We saw it last week. Slice and dice that defense. Uh, it, Drew, Drew Brees got so much yak last week. It inflated his yards so much. If you look at the yards he actually threw for, it's laughable. His his arm is like when he drops in the in the pocket and he leans back like he's gonna throw it way far. Is the funniest thing I've seen all week. It's the best act I've seen in months. It's hilarious. But yeah, he's getting good points. You get that we don't separate those yards. Like it, I know, it, I understand it, but it, it's eventually, eventually, a defense is going to be like, bring it in, 
Everybody bring it in. If you talk and about Tom over. Brady and you talk about Drew Brees, you talk about these sort of people who throw five-yard out routes or screen passes or whatever, they're points. We don't care how you get them. They're points. And he's getting them. And, and I'm just saying, he, 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 he's, he's got a, his time is close. Well, guess who's back this week? Back again. Michael Thomas back. Tell a friend. Okay, so Drew Brees is getting that weapon back. That's huge. Okay, uh, Justin Herbert against Tampa. Not really Ooh. impressed with this matchup. Okay, I'll admit that. I never am impressed with any uh, Brown matchup against Washington. I, I just don't think he's a sustainable receiver from week to week. Um, Hopkins will kill it. And I, I really honestly think this game that – Certain players show up because there's just not a lot of players show up. And although I do have the under of 41 and a half, I think Judy is like the guy. And if it's not Judy, it's going to be Fant. He has both Denver players. If if this game gets somewhere out of hand, 21-0, you know, whatever, because I do think the Jets are going to come out and kill it tonight, you may see some odd Judy. You may see a lot of Judy targets. You may see a lot of Fant targets. More likely Fant targets. Uh, we've got a quarterback that's never started a game in his life in the NFL. Fant's a little blanket. You might see Fant get uh, double-digit targets tonight. Again, I talked about Baker Mayfield earlier and how they're going to try to control the clock against Dallas. Chubb's that guy that controls the clock. He's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of work. Uh, I talked about the Tuesday uh, quarterback, about uh, James Robinson, and how he is uh, matchup-proof right now. I mean, he might be a running back one. Uh, I, I love those. I love both those matchups. Um, I really like Trevor's defense. Joey Bosa is showing to be dominant every week, like a Shaq Barrett type that we talked about Brad's team, where it's just like every week you're depending on those sacks. You get a forced fumble, you get double-digit points. It's, it's great. It's a good time. Uh, I like his defense from top to bottom. Joe Johnson, uh, McDougal, Peppers, they're great. I think that the, the positives on Trevor's really, really outweigh the positives on food players this week, so I'm going with the Wicked End. Fair enough. Yep. All right, let's get into our last – well, not our last. Oh, okay. Well, I mean – to spend a lot of time on this, but yeah. go ahead and give me your outlook for uh, oh. the Poopy 2 against Notorious. Man. Thank God. I thank God we're doing this. I, I just switched my pick to Poopy too. I know, apparently I I, I I did my picks very early this week and did it on like Tuesday and picked Notorious. That was close. <laughs> that could have been really bad there. So we're we're uh, you know we're differing in opinion on a lot of these matchups, but I think on this one it will be pretty uniform. So obviously notorious making that trade and just kind of take biting the bullet this week with a lot of Steelers and, uh, and Titans. He's kind of punting with a start, no second starting quarterback and a couple of defensive spots. But that being said, we have seen some crazy matchups where people were punting and still made it a close game. Mm-hmm. That being said, Poopy two does have a very solid uh, starting lineup with Lamar Jackson, Jared Goff. I'd like I said, I think, Baltimore has a bounce back week versus Washington. I think Jared Goff, the Rams destroy the Giants. I think DJ Moore versus Arizona will be all right. Unfortunately, they still have Lazard in there. Like he's fine, but okay. They just, uh, they haven't like put a designation for him yet. Right. Um, He's out. 
yeah, he's out. He'll he'll replace him with Christian Kirk or someone else at some point. He might not even need to. So, this Josh Landry will be all right, and my, uh, Mike Davis and Clyde Edwards-Helaire over on Poopy Two now. You know, after all these trades, I think that was a great addition to his team. Mm-hmm. And then he's still got that stack with Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews. Like I said, a big a big bounce back week. Lutz will probably be a big shootout with Detroit. And then he's got a pretty solid defense now with Kendricks and uh, Jones, Van Noy, Poyer, Simmons. So, Poopy 2 will take us pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, this is going to be my lock of the week. Uh, I mean, I didn't do this one because it was, you know, it's too easy. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I know. You had a curse last year, so you got to keep the streak going. It's 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 a layup. It's a layup. (laughs) I'm going to take it. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Right. Take the easy point. <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting because that this would have to be the most depressing uh, week of Notorious's life. He started out two and zero, uh, and you know he's come out. He lost a tough one last week, uh, where he only scored one hundred thirty nine points. And he comes in this week, sees this news, and immediately punts to go two and two. Is it a smart decision? Maybe. You know he's going to come out with a Tannehill Rothsberger combo. Um, He'll have, uh, you know, Devontae Adams and, and a decent receiving crew uh, when that returns uh, with, you know, A.J. Brown, uh, whatever. And then when McCaffrey comes back and then he's going to get Buda Baker. Buda Baker's also out this week. Uh, you know, he had thumb surgery, but he'll be back the week after. So he's just – he got hit real hard yeah. uh, this week. And he's punting it. And like I said, you don't often see that. Uh, you know, I really hope – uh, you know, he does well. You know, what's interesting, though, is that I know him and Cause had talks about uh, the Denver quarterback tonight, R- Ripian, Rippin. I don't even know how you say it. Uh, Ripian. Ripian, whatever. And, uh, you know, and Brett, R- R- I think he's just going to get wrecked tonight. Um, and and I know uh, Cause tries to get something out of Danny and says, hey, Danny, you know, give me some of the – what will you give him Ripian? And Danny probably just got so frustrated, you know, it's fuck it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay for this cheap piece of shit that's only going to start one week or two weeks. Take the win. I'll play with a with a stronger team uh, going forward after that. We'll just see how it turns out. You know, I wish the best for Danny. Um, but, again, that has got to be the worst feeling going into a Sunday, knowing you will probably positively lose. All right. So, are you ready for this? Uh, well, well. If you give me a second, I, I just had I just had something to say. Okay, go ahead. All right, man. We're gonna go to the outside. We're gonna hit him on the inside. We're gonna hit him on the outside. We're gonna hit him on the outside. We're gonna get them going. When we get to once we get them going, we're gonna not, not gonna let them go because we're gonna get them out off the field because we're gonna win this game right all the way down to the goal line. What do you say, man? They say they're a pretty good team out there, but I say we're better. And they can't lick us. What do you say, man? Oof. I just had to get my guys r- uh, riled up a little bit. It's going to be a big game. So. Wow. Okay, well, I, maybe I have to change my pick now. Uh, all right. Well, um, tell me why you think you're going to win. I assume you're taking the steel curtain. By the way, oh, 
steel curtain. Okay, we're back. We're back. Steel curtain. Yeah, we're we're both going. Uh, we're both honoring the uh, new tradition and going uh, retro. So that's your championship decided- or one of your championship te- team names, correct? Yeah, it was, you know, I always, it was one of my favorites back in the day. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the uh, plaque that uh, Camacho made for us, you know, the people's champ for, uh, at the draft. And, you know, I just uh, figured, you know, what, what better team name to bring back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, fair enough. All right. Tell me why you think the Steel Curtain will win this week. Well, I think I love having my you know, QB one, Matt Ryan on Monday night. I mean, versus at green Bay, you know, they got their backs are up against the wall, cornered animal kind of style. They, they, they got to win their seasons on the line, basically. Whereas green Bay is uh, flying high and I know Aaron Rodgers loves the lights. So he'll put up points too. It should be a great game. I'm hoping for a shootout there. Derek Carr is getting his wide receivers back, which were all gone last week. Plus, he was playing against New England, so I think he'll have a bit of a bounce back week and a shootout against Buffalo as well. Josh Allen's going nuts. Mahomes is amazing, and I fully enjoy that he is playing New England this week because, as much as I do think he's going to beat New England, I do think that it'll be lower scoring than most people think. I think that uh, Philip Rivers. They're still making some bonehead plays and interceptions, and hopefully at Chicago will uh, uh, exploit those for another week to get at least two, three turnovers. Lock it in the end zone. Just keep finding it. You know you love it. I had to make some moves this week, obviously, uh, to cover for Steelers and Titans players. Uh, so I'm starting Cobb and uh, Mar- Marcus Valdez-Scantling now with the uh, Lazard uh, news Hopefully his uh, his stock is going up on Monday night, which would be very nice. But Calvin Ridley might be stealing a lot of Matt Ryan's points on Monday night as well. So, uh, and then Cordell Pat- Patterson, yes, he could be uh, running the ball, but Indianapolis' defense is actually nothing to laugh at. It's been very tough against a lot of it, uh, fantasy players uh, this year. Very so, true. Uh, yeah, I would I would hesitate starting fantasy players against Indianapolis this week if you have better options. Uh, any any week going forward, honestly. Uh, hopefully, Miles Sanders can continue his streak and get double-digit points. Mark Ingram in uh, Baltimore having a bounce-back week against Washington is also what I'm looking for there. But I think Kareem Hunt, Neckler should also uh, uh, kind of make that a wash and have decent weeks as well. Looking to steal some points here from Phillip Rivers on Mo Alley-Cox. But so are you with Hayden Hurst on Atlanta. So, touche. Then I got uh, my kicker, Mason Crosby, on Monday night, so I'm looking for another big night from him. But uh, I think that Sanders Sanders had a solid solid year, and Seattle's defense has been pretty bad, so he could still have a big big week. I do like your Devin McCourty pickup. I was looking at him. I had to make some moves. I might have to make one more for Jamal Adams, but we'll see if he's going to play this week. Our defenses are pretty solid. I think it's going to be a very close matchup overall. But you know I can never pick against myself, so I'm taking the steel curtain to no. win. No. All right. Um, I'm going to take myself, and and here's why. I, I just think my team is overall better than yours. And, again, it's nothing personal. Uh, Mahomes, as we saw last week, is pretty unstoppable. Um, he's playing New England defense that doesn't look like a New England defense of the past. Um 
you know, they've had a lot of COVID opt-outs. Uh, you know, they've been up and down. So, you know, I could really see him getting that 30.67 points. Uh, Patterson, I know you say don't play him against Indianapolis D. I don't play Patterson for his rushing yards. I know he's a running back. I know he has 15 rushes on the year and only four catches. I don't play him for his receiving yards. I play him for the volume. He has uh, a ton of return yards. In fact, most of his points this year are on return yards. And he's my wide receiver three. Okay, my wide receiver two is the best receiver in football right now, Calvin Ridley. I know you've seen it because you watched Matt Ryan. Uh, that sucks. It sucks. It sucks when the Matt Ryan's top three receivers, Hurst, Ridley, and, uh, and, and Julio Jones, the only one that you can really uh, count on this weekend was the guy that you said – your words is not playing very well as a shell of himself and may not even play this week. That would be terrible if you see no Julio because Julio is your best friend for the week. Uh, what's great about this is that every time Rivers scores, Patterson gets a kick return. Rivers scores, Patterson kick return. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. What if it's if, a low scoring game? Well, I mean, that's never good for a quarterback to have a low scoring game. So, yes, that would. That would be a bummer. Uh, we'll see if I play Hunt. I, I don't necessarily like Hunt's matchup, and I don't really like his notes right now. Um, and I really like this guy on my bench named Gaskin. Uh, he's there for the – he's right for the picking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know they're playing Seattle, but, again, I talked about how Miami might keep up with them after this last week. They may have figured something out, uh, you know, offensively. And Gaskin can catch the ball. Gaskin's a future star. Gaskin is the running back for Miami going forward for the rest of the year. He's going to be a guy that's really going to help me out in the playoffs and, and uh, you know, in the stretch, down the stretch. So I really like Gaskin. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I love my defense this week. I love to pick up McCourty. I picked up McCourty because Kansas City, uh, obviously, whoever's on Kelsey gets work. McCourty's job's going to be Kelsey probably this week. Uh, and, you know, that not letting uh, – Tyreek Hill over the top. Tyreek Hill might get over the top. That's, you know, that's a tackle for McCourty. Um, so we'll just see how, how that works out. Um, I do like the Jets D tonight. So it might be a close pool May matchup. We'll watch that closely. Um, on your end, Ingram, Baltimore running backs are just not dependable. Uh, your right wide receiving crew below Lockett. I know I I've talked down on Lockett 17.8. Four points is ridiculous. I don't think he matches that this week. Um, but Cobb and Valdez Cantling, eh, it's just not something I can really sign off on. Uh, I mean, not, like I said, I had to make moves. I got guys in concussion right. protocols and, and surprise bye weeks. And like, yep. You got hit harder than me. The only person I lost was the middle linebacker for the Steelers. You lost uh, a receiver a safety and a linebacker. So yeah, it's tough. You had to make moves, but, and, uh, you know, I was waiting for the podcast to see if you were going to take it easy. I was going to follow your lead. If you made some moves, I'd make some moves, but again, you, I was looking at McCordy before I picked up, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Levi Levi Wallace. Wallace. yeah, I, I went because I just, I think he has a better matchup and, yeah, I, I, I watched McCordy has just, he has, he has ghost weeks, man. That's that was the problem. Yep, uh, true. And I I can't afford I can't afford ghost weeks. Yeah, uh, 
I like the pickup. I mean, Carr is, you know, susceptible to throw picks a lot, so. I know, yeah, I know it's going against myself a little bit, but I do really like our matchup. I think it'll be close. I think I love that we both have a lot of guys on Monday night. So, I mean, it's all, like, no matter what, like, it's still kind of coming down to that. So, it, it should be a very exciting weekend. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. But I, I went ahead and picked myself. I noticed that a lot of people picked you. More people picked you this week. Really? I, 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 look, I, I was looking for what Brad was saying earlier about how you see who, who everybody picks. I haven't seen that. You go to League Pick'em. Uh, and then you can you can scroll down there. Actually, I have taken the lead. I'm five four, but still four people picking uh, steel curtains. Mm-hmm. I'm a little offended, but I'm a little glad um, because obviously we're doing this for money. So uh, yeah, that's... yeah, it's very exciting this year. I mean, it's very close. You know, we got. I mean, the only person really out of it is John, who's one and one. So yep, yep, absolutely. All right, let's keep it moving here. Let's get in the end. We got Thursday Night Football coming up. Let's get your week yep. four steaming hot takes. I'll go ahead and go first. I am going to say that both the Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers do not reach the 20-point mark this weekend. I think it's a low-scoring game. People are talking about what's going on. Um, and it's a defensive battle going into that fourth quarter. What's Fair your enough. I could see that. Mm-hmm. My steaming hot take for the this week is looking at the Texans' schedule right now and how they started. I don't think Bill Deltree is still your head coach slash GM at the end of the year. Okay. It's not looking good for him, and it's really all on him. And you have a limited time of Deshaun Watson's ability and and talent, and he's amazing, and you can't waste it on a terrible coach. Okay. So, Fair enough. That was my saving hot take. Fair enough. All right. Uh, let's get into the week four sleepers. Give me somebody that's unowned that will be good for week four. Uh, well, I did want to say that our my defensive player that was unknown last week got picked up by a notorious and uh, Hilton, Mike Hilton, who got yeah. a reception. So, yeah, good, good call. I, mine was Van Noy. Uh, he got a sack for who also goal. got picked up. Yeah, he also. Well, he got picked up by me, and they got traded. Oh, he got picked up. He traded him. He traded him. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I picked up. But yeah, but he him. did have a really good game. He did he have did. a really good game. Ten yeah. plus points. Yeah. So my offensive sleeper for the week right now is actually going to be uh, Eric Ebron, tight end for the Steelers, because I think he's finally starting to catch on with Ben. I think he you can see that he's a mismatch, and he's past his bye week now. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Can't be can't argue with that, you know. Yeah. And then my my defensive guys can be rarely do I do this, but a cornerback in TJ Carey because Indianapolis defense, he's making tackles all over the place and they're very opportunistic and making turnovers. So I, those are my two sleepers for the week. Okay. Uh, my uh, sleepers, I, I've been making a habit of having these uh, Thursday night people. So my offense sleeper is going to be Braxton Berrios. You have Jameson Crowder coming in tonight. He's supposed to play. He's a target machine. But he's not 100%, and he's self-described not 100%, and I believe that. And I think that he may be more of a decoy uh, than 
than an actual uh, target machine. So I think Braxton Berrios really cleans up. He's out here to present himself to say he can be a starter and number two receiver. He might catch one, maybe two touchdowns tonight. I like uh, Braxton Berrios. And on the defensive side, not tonight, but for the weekend, uh, Carl Joseph, who was an ex-first-round pick for the Raiders, uh, who got picked up uh, by the uh, by Cleveland, traded to Cleveland um, after the Grant Delpit Achilles injury, um, has really woken up. He's really starting to get that spot. He got 12 points last week. Uh, I really considered getting him over uh, over McCourty. It was close. I just like McCourty for this week, and uh, we'll see how it is going forward. But, yeah, I really like Carl Joseph going forward. All right. Gambling corner, give me one good bet for today and one good bet for the weekend. One good bet for today, I'd say Sam Darnold gets sacked three-plus times tonight mm-hmm. by Denver defense. One good bet for the weekend is San Francisco for Philadelphia. Take take the teaser, as you say, do double the spread because they're going to destroy them. Okay. Nick Mullins is not that bad of a quarterback, and he understands the the, the offense. So I think they're going to just run all over him Sunday night. Gotcha. All right. Um, I'm going to go with first Braxton Barrio scoring two touchdowns, thirty to one. I think that's a great to- bet. Thirty to one. Yeah. Where is uh, that, right? Yeah, so uh, you know, I you know, I threw some of my harder money on that one. Uh, I I really think that he gets a lot of work tonight. Um, Le Red P Ryan, Lemire P Ryan, uh, backup running back for Frank Gore. He'll get some work. Uh, he's three point five to one score a touchdown. I threw a couple dollars on that. I like the Jets minus one. I think Darnold does come out and have a great night. Uh, not a spectacular Mahomes night, but he does come out and prove that he can be a starting quarterback this league, and the Jets do have a future. I really think the Broncos uh, could move the ball under uh, Locke, and they're not going to be able to move the ball under this guy. Just take a look at his picture. It does not inspire me one bit. Uh, I think the Jets rolled tonight. Should be an exciting game. I really wish I didn't have to watch it on my phone. <laughs> well, one of these days you can <laughs> you can get uh, you know Fubo or one of these uh, you know. Is it on Fubo? Apps. I thought I thought I could only it get it on. Uh, oh, I have any anytime you get NFL Network, any any place you can get NFL Network. So, so yeah, you I'll can, check me out once I got Fubo. Well, the the game has just started. Let's get our sponsor in for the week. Uh, this week, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Mucinex. Sometimes when you're sick. You're really sick. Sore throat, stuffy nose, fever, headache, cough, you name it. You've got it. Maximum strength, mucinix, fast max, cold and flu, has your back. Get tough on your cold and flu symptoms. Okay, that's all we have for you this week. As always, have fun. Good luck. Let's get up. Let's get geared up for this monster Thursday night football game. We will see you guys next week, same time, same place. Woo! See you guys.